Hello, Mike. Hello, Matthew. Welcome to the PCB podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for coming and visiting me in good old Acklemoose. Thank you for letting me stay in your house. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I invited you on because I think it's definitely worthwhile for the rest of the stage to get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you give us the gist of your life story thus far? The gist of my life story thus far. Cliff Notes. The Cliff Notes. The Wikipedia page. The, the, the Choose Your Own Adventure story that is Mike Travis's life. Yes. Uh, my kid from Cleveland, uh, lost in his own science fiction story. Uh, had a brief career in politics, wound up in Nepal, uh, worked with kids at uh, an orphanage and community center, uh, was in Italy for a bit, and now I'm here. What brought you to Nepal from politics in America? I really needed a break. Uh, politics is fun, but it's exhausting. I felt I was doing good work, but I was burnt out. I was drained. And then you said you went to Italy for a bit after Nepal? What was that like? You know, it was strange. I, I went there for, for graduate school. Uh, and I thought that made sense at the time. But uh, it didn't connect, I didn't connect with it in the way I, I thought I would. A beautiful place, absolutely beautiful, but it really wasn't for me. What brought you to Morocco? Uh, Morocco was new, you know, I checked a couple of boxes. I had always wanted to live somewhere on the African continent, I'd always wanted to live in a Muslim country, because uh, I've, I've lived in a Hindu country before, mm-hmm. and I have lived in, you know, a pretty Catholic country in Italy. And I felt I really needed to see something new. I was also like, after Kathmandu, I'm continuing my world tour of places that were cool in the 70s. All right. Next question on my, my list of questions is, what is one piece of media, like a book or a movie, that you've most often gifted to other people, that you've given to others as a gift? Uh, if I really like you, I will make sure that you've read The Little Prince. I will, I will dig up copies. I found them in Arabic and in Nepali. Sana Rajkumar in Nepali. Little kinglet. Uh, <laughs> but it is a book that means a million things to me. It means a lot to me. The most important thing is that little... The part with the, with the fox. Where he tames the fox and then has to say goodbye to the fox. And I've had to come really close with a lot of people in my life and say goodbye to them. You know, just because our paths take us in different ways. Mm. Away from Nepal, away from America, eventually away from here. And that book really helped me become more okay with that. I think I have just a little bit of a memory of everyone I've ever shared that book with. Mm. You know, when when you read a book... You're, you're meditating with the mind of the author, but when I read that book, I'm also with the minds and with the hearts of, of everybody I've forced to read it. What are three words that your fellow Peace Corps volunteers would use to describe you? Bearded adult male. All right, I get the bearded part, I get the male part, but adult? Uh, fair point. My brother 
Franklin tells me uh, from time to time that he's not sure whether I am 70 years old or 7, but it's definitely one of the two. Who do you look up to in Peace Corps, and why? I've always found myself looking up to people who are kind. Just people who are unnecessarily kind. Because I, I, I struggle with that. I'm not always a really kind person as much as I pretend to be or try to be. One of the truest things that I've found is that the strongest people are the kindest people, and the kindest people are the strongest people. It takes a lot of strength to treat someone decently. Uh, so people like uh, people like Kevin, people like Katie, I think, immensely kind, both of them. Uh, Kristen, you, you're really kind, mm-hmm. you're a nice person. What is something that people never ask you that you wish they did? Hmm. When I was a kid, I used to come up with these weird hypotheticals, these weird questions that I never like expressed out loud. What would happen if the world stopped turning suddenly? And what I imagined was that everybody would keep flying from the force of inertia and hit the nearest wall and die. Except for the uh, the patients in insane asylums who were in padded rooms, they would be the only survivors, and we'd be left to, to wander the earth, uh, much like we see today. <laughs> the earth is run by them. Uh, I wondered sometimes what would happen in like a little small town that that you know those towns that are just. Uh, Big enough to have like a, a train track running through them, but not big enough to have any like bridges or tunnels under the train tracks. I was wondering what would happen if, if an infinitely long train went through the town and just all of a sudden the town was just cut in two. Mm. How would the people get on? They're still in the same town, but there's a big train moving through all the time. What if the train took days to get through? What if it never stopped coming through? <laughs> you know, these questions don't have answers. Yeah, I, I was. I wondered what would happen to the 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 soldier at the tomb of the unknown soldier, the the, the guard who does his paces. He does his twenty one paces, twenty one seconds, twenty one paces uh, until he's relieved. What happens is the United States government collapses when he's doing his paces, and nobody comes to relieve him. How long does he go for before he gives up? Those are all very good hypotheticals. Do you have any interest? Do you see any value in being alive until the apocalypse? Of, like, having apocalypse happen in your lifetime? No. I hope it doesn't. I guess it would almost interest me in, like, an esoteric sense, in the idea of, like, seeing the very end or the very pinnacle of human history. Like, you get to read the end of the book, and and only a small fraction of people in human history will get to read the end of the book. Hmm. You know, get to see the whole story and sort of look back and say, that was a bit of a (laughs) rip-off. And, but, yeah, you know, at least I'll get to to read it. So who who should I bring on the show next? I think this show won't be complete until it has Hannah Boston on it. I think she's up there with one of my favorite, with among my favorite Peace Corps people. Okay. And what's the question that I should ask her when she's on the show? Honestly, it doesn't matter. She's going to be fantastic. Uh, but do ask her. Well, ask her about her sister. She's pretty funny when she talks about her sister. We'll do. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. See you later. Take care.